face it, Tiger, you just hit the podcast. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Cape Crisis, the comic book podcast. Sorry, uh, get it out. All right, hey, let's try one more time. Hey, welcome to Cape Crisis, the comic book podcast hosted by me, Henry Gilbert. Does whatever a Gilbert can. That's H-E-N-E-R-E-Y-G on Twitter, and uh, this is a regular weekly podcast where we talk about comic books, sequential art, lines on paper, and all that other stuff mm. that involves comic books, like the mm. films on which comic books are based on. Uh. And I'm here with regular co-host Christopher Antista. Yeah! My sound effects sucks. <laughs> and our good buddy, Dave Raslin Rudden. Hey. Um, I should give you a sound effect. Ah, you know what? I already have a question in my mind for this week's question of the week. Dave, what? Dave Rudden. <laughs> <laughs> What's that guy's name? Thurl? Uh, Thurl Ravensoft. That's His right. real name and the best name in the universe. Mm-hmm. Voice of Tony the Tiger and the singer of the Grinch music. And he made all the Tony Hawk games. Indeed. Thurl. <laughs> yes. Tony Thurl's pro skater. Does it make you feel weird that he's just saying great beyond the grave like Ooh. forever? No, but they have a new voice. Oh, did they? Yeah, they, okay. have, they hired yeah. a new voice. You should just they keep had, using they, the sec- I believe... Fine. Feel free to correct me on this. The second voice of Tony the Tiger has already died. Mm. Wow. Well, well we're on our third Donald now, right? Now. I think we're on... Well, yeah, I think so. No. We're on our third Mickey. We gotta be on the third Donald. No, wait. No. No, no, no. We're on fourth Mickey. We are on, we are on fourth or fifth for the first time ever. Yeah. Those uh, Mickey shorts, they're voiced by... Uh, what's his name? Chris. Uh, Greek name. He was... Mm. Uh, Marky in the Arrested Development Season 4. He was Moe in The Three Stooges. Oh, he does insurance commercials. Yeah, you yeah. see him in a bunch of... He's a really talented guy. Chris but he, Greek name. But it's, the, it's right. the first time that they, they had someone voice Mickey who didn't voice him consistently. Hmm. He just did it in those shorts, which are like fucking that. fantastic. Yeah, the shorts... Well, oh, wait. Is um is buy a car or buy a horse? Is that one of the is that mm-hmm. one of the ones he does? In you that? know, I don't think he did it in that one. Okay. He did it in the... Oh, no. That, just had, that was just Walt. They just yes, recycled that was Walt's Walt. voice. Yeah. yeah. Which buy a horse was great. Get a horse or get a horse. I bought whatever. It's the it's the shortest thing I've ever purchased on Amazon Video (laughs) that I own forever. Well, as long as we're talking about cartoons and voices, please. uh, I this is the what you've been reading section, but I'm going to talk about what I've been watching, and one of them is I know that voice. Which was a really good documentary so cool. that's on Netflix, which is it's double funny so to me cool. because I was at the Comic Con panel for it in twenty thirteen when they were trying to make the film at that point. Like it was really weird because in the film there's stuff mm-hmm. from Comic Con twenty twelve mm-hmm. and then I saw him talk about it at twenty thirteen and mm-hmm. now post twenty fourteen it's finally out. Okay. And but yeah, that it had all these all these famous voice yes. actors in and it. And it's a beautiful thing that John DiMaggio did with his own money. And- mm-hmm. And you should definitely. And watch it was it. just cool for him to be like, "Here, you're a you're the famous voice of this thing." And just I loved, I loved the recurring point they all yeah. made of just like, "Yes, you can all say suckering, suffering succotash." Yeah. Can you say anything? Yeah. In that voice. Yeah. Any <laughs> word that someone might ask you to say. The guy, the guy who I forgot his name, but is doing most of the Looney Tunes. Like he is a fucking powerhouse and crazy he seemed like he was like he had the kind of crazy determination yeah. to make him he was uh, like you're talking about the guy who deconstructed yeah. how to say porky pig and it he, was crazy yeah. like abide, how abide, 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 abide. and anybody who has sent me a request to do any voice acting could you please resend it uh, i do appreciate it i would that movie is like i why of course like this this is this is for me but then like oh no it's too hard 
I mean, there are there are people in that movie who probably do king names better than you. <laughs> probably, <laughs> probably. That's I like an archer when somebody. <laughs> but that's the thing about the the small insular world of voice acting. I can murder two of them. <laughs> Ta-da! Well, in in the world of voice acting, you have to be able to do seventy voices uh, or one voice. Oh and boy, so it's one Ridley or the Smith. other. Yeah, or. <laughs> Or the guy who did Brainy Smurf. I think, uh, according to what people like on the podcast I do, I do one impression well, and that's James Adomian Impressions Impressions. <laughs> yeah. That's, he taught do us he, how to do... Do Hugh Hauser and Jesse Ventura. Like, mm-hmm. I, do I have to? Really, just go, go bother <laughs> James Adomian. Ventura. Yeah, d- d- give James Adomian $5. Like, he, he deserves <laughs> hey, whoa, whoa, didn't say wow. that. Wow. Wow. She was on the, the Bobby Hills voice. She was on there. Pamela oh, Adlin. Every actor was But the, the cool part was Kevin Conroy, because he talked about... He was great. He is, the 9-11 story? Uh, yeah. Yeah, and I've said, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. He is my favorite Batman. Mm-hmm. Across, and I'm talking from Adam West, whoever did the fucking silent films, all the way up to Christian Bale. Kevin mm-hmm. Conroy is my favorite Batman. And he talks about, like, yeah, I did it, and I nailed it. And then I realized after the first episode, I could. Ne- this hurts too much. I can't do this voice <laughs> How do you anymore. Do this? How do you do this? Could you guys write more Bruce Wayne, please? Mm. Yeah, then he just had to find a way to talk he from a different it. part of his throat. Like, and it's, it's ingenious that, like, if you look at that, try and try and mimic it. Try and mm. do Bruce Wayne and his Bruce Wayne and his Batman. Like, you know, they're both. You know, they're both the same person. And if anything, what you've been reading, I did say I'd watch Batman Beyond, and I watched the first two-part episode. Mm-hmm. And that is an excellent, yeah. excellent opening to, like, I thought it was going to be, like, a shitty retired Batman, but, like, the idea that, like, why he retired in the mm-hmm. first place? Because he almost shot somebody? It is seven, well, that he needed a gun. That he, he needed, a gun. needed a gun to do was, his job. That was crazy. Yeah, it's a great scene. It's a beautiful scene. It's a really good, yeah. It's a it, and that made him break his rule. It wasn't even that physically he couldn't do it anymore, but he was just like, I had to use a gun mm-hmm. and I can't. And and yeah, that that that, that it was kind of just pitched to them as future Batman. Do that yeah. as a show. That'd make toys. And then they actually like they didn't. They could have half-assed it so yeah. hard. It's not on half-assed that show. at all. I mean, yeah. It's on Netflix or Amazon Prime, which you can sign up for mm-hmm. for free, thirty-day trial at Bitly. Mm-hmm. What I also like about Terry McGinnis, I like that Terry McGinnis is, he's a mix of like Peter Parker and Wolverine mm-hmm. working for Batman. Like uh. that's, because he totally is just like, oh, I can't go to the dance. Um, I gotta go uh, here. Yes. But, but then, then he's, he's angry. All, but he's also like angry, like, you know what? Fuck you, man. Yeah. Like, that's, <laughs> that's pretty uh, dope. I'm yeah. glad, I, I want to check out more of the series. You know, one thing I know that voice that I laughed at was the, uh, the scenes where it was like like three words from a very old person. I was like, well, I just interviewed this person. And they didn't say anything good. Like, they're just a senile old person who's like... You better not be what? talking about June Foray. No, June Foray got to talk a lot. It's crazy but, how she can still do this. But meanwhile, the other people, like, there were ones of like, mm-hmm. I was the Cocoa Puffs bird. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's all he says in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, Joe Dimaggio yeah. must have asked him all these other questions. He's just had nothing good to say. Had our Tom Kinney's in there. I never heard that story about Mel Blanc. Like, I didn't know that about Mel Blanc in the car wreck before. Never knew that. Oh, that he, he almost couldn't do it again? Well, yeah, that he almost died and, yeah. like, and that he was in a... Also, that like, his, like, his son is... Come on. His what? son is okay at Bugs, mm-hmm. but Billy West is the Bugs of our generation. Like, he shouldn't be giving that but, work to but his barely. son. barely. Billy West did it in Space Jam. I think that was it. Yeah, and it would, no, he did it in, like, uh, they did a couple of shorts. He did it in the shorts. 
And he can, and also he's a package deal. He can do Daffy too, really well. Like he's a better Daffy than he's Bugs. I'll say, but uh, also Bugs is just, eh, I don't know. Um, hold on, no. While we're on the subject, there was shit. I want to find it so bad. But Nolan uh, North is in it. No Troy Baker, and then it also covers an interesting topic, which I'd always wondered about, which is like, would you believe I'm Bugs Bunny? I'm also the voice of many other cartoon characters. But in here, they don't care if I'm Elmer Fudd. So I carry an American Express card, the one card I need for travel and entertaining, for business and pleasure. Well, without this, the only way I'd get any attention is by saying, that's all, folks. Was not what I was even looking for. That was great. But but no, they address the situation of, like, John DiMaggio is really good at impersonating black people like black men he really is like for the longest time before i saw him like Mm -hmm. listening to him on commentaries and on the shows like oh this is a black guy like better's voice by black guy that's interesting i didn't hate mel blank's son except for one moment Mm -hmm. and i found this a while ago and i'm dying to like post it somewhere uh is that his son got to like reap the benefits of this up to and including uh, for a a little while in i think the late 80s being the spokesman for Oldsmobile? But I'll tell my dad I'm buying a new car and he'd say, Fuck around, fuck a cash, get a sensible car. Get a, get, 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 get a comfortable car. Get a gorgeous car. Get a reasonably priced car. He didn't even do Elmer. No. New Cutlass Sierra. Great when you buy it, drive it, trade it. What more could a family want? So, do the characters appear on there? Is yes. it just him? Mm-hmm. But then Mel Blanc pops out of the back, I think. Like, well, they pulled up his cadaver. And <laughs> no, I guess it must have been like 88. Must have been 88. Uh, his kid. Feebly, like, Boy. raises his thumb. Like, I Billy West. <laughs> Billy West is better. He's, he's a better boy. Uh, Billy West isn't. I want to sell him short just because I'm kind of tired of hearing him voice every oh, character. Well, and I, can, I always know it's him. Well, I also got a sense that a really lot of good. those guys in those things are just like you're an annoying class clown. Mm-hmm. Like you're not you're not even a good comedian. You're just like a- oppressive. And like, why do you think I gravitated towards that? <laughs> like, oh. I, I can do every voice. Here, listen to this. <laughs> this voice too. Like, yeah. Now, can you tell your own joke? No. no. <laughs> That's why Tom Kenny plays Kidzy on Mr. Show and is not a good stand-up in his own right. Oh, like, he was he was Paul Cat. Or Tomcat. <laughs> Tomcat with Bobcat. Tomcat with Bobcat. Tomcat and Bobcat, yep. They were named together. Anyway. True story, David. What did you guys read? I bought, and I read the first issue, I bought the collection because my neighborhood comic shop was having a five-year anniversary, 30% off indie sale and I went in there and I'm like what do you mean by indie oh anything that's not Marvel or DC I'm like <laughs> that's cool okay I, that makes sense to me and then uh, and even Archie yep is that Marvel or DC nope good to Archie's go. indie good to go <laughs> Archie is indie uh, and I picked up Afterlife with Archie and it's I'd read a preview of it I didn't finish the whole thing and like man that shit is so fucking dark yeah. it's insane uh, it's crazy the line they crossed on. I know it's going to come back, but it's, it's, it opens up with like Jughead's dog getting killed, and him him showing up. Hot dog. Hot dog gets gets murdered, run over by Reggie, oh, uh, we're, which is revealed in the first issue. So I'm not wow, spoiling that, a lot. That really sets the tone. But um, in the whole thing is like a, a countdown: eight days till contagion, uh, and then he he brings the corpse of the dog to Sabrina the Teenage Witch to hmm. beg to uh, resurrect the dog. Dog does, uh, eventually turns on Jughead, and 
eight hours till full contagion. Um, <laughs> That's pretty cool. And then uh, Sabrina is caught doing it after she was told not to by her parents. Um, and he, she appeals to her. He appeals to her. What's her cat's name? Clarence? Um, uh, no. It starts with a C. Maybe it is Clarence. It's like, how would you feel if this happened to Sea Cat? Mm-hmm. And she's like, I'll do it. I'll do it, even though my, even though my witchy elder. What are, what are their relation? Jesus Christ! Or her aunts? Her aunts? Yeah. Like, they told me not to. And Caroline she, Ray. She gets caught, and she's like, <laughs> you, "You know that you you know what happens now? Mm. What? Uh, you are stripped of your powers, and you go into exile." Wow! And Sabrina is just completely. And it's clear she'll probably come mm-hmm. come by come back later, but such a harsh harsh reality of the in the Archie universe. It's great. I read a good Archie one from the free ones, which mm-hmm. was the gender swap issue, which mm-hmm. was totally just like fan fiction come to life where Sabrina, uh, Sabrina's cat gets into <laughs> her bag of tricks and gender oh. swaps everybody because everybody says, like, it'd be way easier to be a girl. I could get rid of, get away with whatever I wanted. They're like, so, well, I want to be a guy. And- I imagine like some giant... Uh- China-esque uh, <laughs> red-headed rapist girl going after a, t- a blonde and a, and a brunette no, male. No, no. It's, uh, no, Archie, no, Archie's more demure. There is Moose, mm. and, like, Moose <clears throat> is just a big... I forget what Moose's deal is. That that Moose, even still today, like, his first words are, Duh, mm-hmm. duh what are you talking about? Stay out of Riverdale. Stay out of Riverdale. <laughs> uh, I also read uh, Caught Up on the Spider-Man. Mm. I, uh, I read... Uh, I don't think I talked about Amazing Spider-Man number six, which is the end Not of the right. first story arc in it, Damn. which is really good. Yeah. It, especially like it had a great cliffhanger that he then resolved in issue six mm. in such a great way. Like it was so perfect, and it it kept going with just the feeling of like Spider-Man's fun again. Sp- Superior was depressing, or it was dark. Uh, Superior was dark and purposely so. This isn't Superior because Peter Parker's hmm. having fun again and goofy stuff happens. Neat. And, and it was oh. very old school. I read uh, I read the first issue of All New Dupe. Uh, oh, yeah. And it's fantastic. It, it's written by um, Peter Milligan. Yeah, the guy the created guy, it. The guy created yeah. him in like the, the opening lot from the opening lines and like this is the story of the in betweens the margin dupe moves <laughs> between the margins and dupe dupe d o o p Henry could probably explain it better than me is but that that puzzle game for Super Nintendo it, well in, in addition that's dupe yeah <laughs> snoop. Uh, dupe is a green blob person with uh, that floats around and has arms uh, and. Oh, no legs, just arms. Green, yellow eyes. Introduce an X Factor? In X Force. Mm-hmm. X Force. Speaks a language nobody understands and is like a drunk, uh, <laughs> bisexual weirdo. But is also maybe the most powerful character yes. in the entire Marvel Universe. They've been. Uh, so, like Rayman. Exactly <laughs> like Rayman. But with well, more arms. Yeah. Two oh. more arms. Okay. But no legs. No feed either. But all new du- dupe, good? Yeah, super fucking funny. Uh, he proposes to Kitty Pride, ah. uh, tears himself apart until he learns how to speak uh, moose-esque English. <laughs> uh, thank you to uh, whomever gave me that code. I cannot remember. I apologize. But thank you so much. Like the, I have the first three issues. I can't wait to read them. Mm. Read them all. And uh, But yeah, also read the real final issue of Superior Spider-Man, which was really good. Went up mm. to 33, where it sets up the rest of Spider-Verse, and it was... It was a really fun book of just like meeting all these. Edge of Spider Verse. I picked up number two, which was the Gwen issue, mm-hmm. which I really did like. Like I, I would totally read more of Gwen Stacy mm-hmm. Spider Man, Spider Woman, mm. or whatever. Like I, uh, but 
but that she's like a punk rock girl in a band called mm-hmm. the Mary Janes that sing a song <laughs> called Face It Tiger. Bitter much. Mm. And <laughs> and yeah, that she's just a cool gal and that I saw these interesting tweets online going like, oh, do you want a Gwen Stacy book? Did If you're tweeting at me that you want it, if you want a real, like, regular series for her, let me ask you this. Did you buy the book? <laughs> if, you, if you actually paid for the book, mm-hmm. then you are totally right to tweet at me. Otherwise... Shut up. And, and he was like, <laughs> and this also means, like, don't read scans if you read it for free. Mm-hmm. Or he's like... He did the the uh, this was from Tom Brevoort, I believe mm-hmm. the, the the he he said if somebody lent you their physical copy mm-hmm. then fine that's that's cool but if you just stole it online then I don't care if you like then your vote doesn't mean much. Uh, like, I read it for free online mm. on Marvel Unlimited. Do oh. I count? Do I, it's not there yet. Yeah, Won't be there. Not. <laughs> Will not be there until twenty fifteen. Yep. <laughs> eh, you know that's part of the deal. You it sucks. It I have up. a comics podcast. You'd think somebody at Marvel and DC would hand me down one of those special accounts to make an exception to talk up the books. You know somebody who works at Marvel. You talk to him. Uh, I do. Sorta. Oh, okay. Oh, I do. yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, uh, wait yeah. to you, buddy. Uh, but yeah, there uh, there were some good. There, those were all good Spider-Man mm-hmm. books this week. But, but Dave, you yeah. haven't got to talk much. It's a and I'm going to keep talking over you, Chris. <laughs> what, no, sorry, Dave. It's time for the uh, Dave's monthly Walking Dead check-in. The Walking Dead check-in. Can I get a song? Um, I, I can only pull up what I have. Would that be all right? Yes, any noise will do. I need an intro. Watch the prophets come rolling. <laughs> all right. Watch the prophets come. I mean, it's not over yet. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's almost over. All right, you may have to play that again trailer. after the closing <laughs> segment. Uh, but I did read the most recent Walking Dead. I think it was from last week, uh, and it didn't. It didn't. There was supposed to be a big status quo change you talked up last issue. I know, and I lied. Well, no. What happened was they didn't directly address it because the one person who came back with that news, uh, everyone kind of thinks he's crazy. So they they went back to see if the person who was with him is still alive. So they're in the process of doing that. But meanwhile, like the stuff that's just happening back at camp in, in Walking Dead is really... Interesting. Now, and Walking Dead Acres. And that nice yeah, I mean, it's like it's the most peaceful it's ever been, mm-hmm. and it's like it's interesting because of that big time jump. Mm-hmm. You're starting to learn a, few, a little bit more about characters that aren't like prominent. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they drop a hint about one character, and it's like, oh yeah, I forgot that person wasn't in the most recent issues, and I wonder what happened. And, oh, because people went up to the hill. Yeah. Okay. And, and, yeah, there's just some people that haven't been seen so far since mm. the status quo change. And um, there's some nice stuff, like, going on with Carl. And, Carl! Uh, yeah. It's heartwarming stuff. <coughs> um, That's cool. Yeah, but, I mean, I, I worry that because they didn't directly hmm. uh, pay off the... Um, cliffhanger from the last issue mm-hmm. in any way that they're just kind of slowly burning it and it's like oh yeah it turns out it, what he said wasn't <sighs> See, actually true. That, that's kind of what i hate in that book where it's like hey this is a crazy revelation and then like 10 issues i like ah, i was lying yeah like 
Yeah, there was that one guy. That pissed me off when that scientist guy was like, yeah, I work for the government. I'm going to take you to the... This is such a long time ago. Abraham? No, the guy with Abraham, like the scientist with Abraham. Yeah, the mulleted guy. Yeah, Yeah. let's go to Washington. I know what's going on there, and then I can tell you what happened. And then halfway there, they're like, I I was lying. I'm just some fat guy. I'm just a cute guy. I can't build build bullets if you want. Maybe. Which is great, Ed. I have a little dick. It's pathetic. (laughs) Wait, that one I got. (laughs) Damn it. I got a little dick. It's pathetic. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's better than like the uh, when they reveal something at the very end of an issue, and then the very beginning of the next issue is like, yeah, here's why that is mm-hmm. a complete lie. And mm-hmm. uh, there was the one scene like in the second to last issue at the prison that was like cliffhanger. And then the very first page of the next issue is no. They were just, we oh, were I just got bit by up. a zombie, except on opposite day. Yeah. Like that's a- <laughs> but at least at least they're bu- building intrigue with this. So if they eventually just say it's like. Eh, Though I do love those one those last page like shockers. Like yeah. the one of my favorites of all time like was just. It's why I got tired of Walking Dead because he overused it because mm-hmm. it wor- I think because it worked so well in this case. But after they left the governor for mm-hmm. dead. Mm-hmm. They were quiet for like 10 issues. And then all of a sudden, like, just turn a page like he's in there in a fucking tank. Like, kill yeah. everybody. And you're like, wow. That's <laughs> it's a great moment. And then he just, like, keeps. Now you're just ready for, like, it's been quiet for too long. You're going to yeah. shock us. Somebody's going to show oh, up and we were talking about this in the face. N- n- I guess none of us have any knowledge of the show. Mm-hmm. I refuse and to. And I just talked to Anne, like, seconds ago on the stairs. And the prison is in the show. Still. She says for too long. Wow. As is the governor, I believe. Oh, no, not still. No. But they basically, yeah, they killed off the governor still, eventually. And they still left the prison basically the same way they left the prison in the book. What she told me was different. Really? Me. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like we're spoiling more for the I comics I keep hearing fans. it turns a corner in yeah. the show. Yeah, and I, think, I, think I hear it's been turning corners all left and right, like back and forth. That's, like, that's oh, it's good thing. now. Like, oh, I hated no, it's the not. first season. I hated multiple episodes in the second. And someone's like, oh, yeah, and the third season is equally yeah. terrible but the fourth season really picks up i'm like i don't have time to invest i feel like they should almost just go the route of the game and mm. be like let's take the characters that people love who are by and uh. large the ones that they made up like uh daryl daryl and the salem hill guy same guy yeah no daryl is different no norman reedus that's Darryl. oh wait no oh, okay I'm thinking of Michael Rooker. Ah, yes. Uh, and then racist. Like, yeah, whatever. Merle. <laughs> Merle. 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 Poor Michael Rooker. They asked to play racist in every. It's yeah. like it's like oh, Walton Goggins, and something about That's, his look is just like, yeah, yeah, you're red. You're the racist redneck. We need to chase the black guy out of town. Yeah. Like, you know, they never addressed him all rats, but I get the feeling that he was a racist in that too. Oh yeah, <laughs> totally. <laughs> yeah, just the way he responded to like. Uh, Somebody's hand after anal sex. Yeah. Like, just, you know, he does like <laughs> What? That was an Stink palmed. Yeah. Okay. Stink palmed. Um, anyway, Henry, sear this away from my bad joke. Did you read any books, Chris? <laughs> I, yeah, I thought I just told oh, you. Oh, did we it. all talk about that? Okay. Well, you know, we could I'll take. T- I, need to finish, I need to finish Marvels for you. And mm. Mm. Well, we could take a quick break, but did you guys read about Deadpool? 
Yeah. Getting fast-tracked for a film. Like, turns out that rumor was true that that leaked, air-quoted footage mm-hmm. uh, was testing the waters. We yeah. were all used to in the, see in if the week people... of Comic-Con. No, it to totally... It went, well, I think we all should have seen we were being used to the point, like, after it leaked, mm-hmm. then Blur was like, well, we'll just release it officially since you guys have all seen it. Like, hmm. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. And that it's clearly the voice of like yeah that of Ryan Reynolds who's, the, who's the, not signed, mm-hmm. but he'll do it. Yeah, he deserves another. Chance. But he's already an established DC character. <laughs> he loves Deadpool though. Like yeah. I think I I get the Dude. sense he wants to do it out of yeah. love for Charlie Deadpool. Day. He tried he tried pretty hard in both cases. And Charlie it's Day like, for Deadpool. Charlie Day for Deadpool. Charlie mm, Day for Deadpool. He's too short. It doesn't and matter. Even even if he got in movie comic book shape, he's too short. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here's lifts. There's oh, yeah. Apple boxes. S. Tom Cruise. I watched. Uh, this is not really comic book related, and it's not a good movie. Uh, but I watched Need for Speed. <laughs> Everyone in that movie is so short because they all have to like they have well, to Aaron act around Paul's Aaron really Paul because they have to act around cars. And well, no, it's Aaron Paul because oh, okay. he's he works at a garage with a bunch of other dudes, mm-hmm. and they all they, they they can't tower over him because then so they only he, cast short people. They're like. all so short, <laughs> <laughs> and the cars are there every second to offer yeah. perspective. Was there any scene where Aaron Paul said "bitch"? Probably. Yeah. Uh, I was. I wasn't paying. 100% Why did you watch attention. that? Did you get it for free? Mm, I, Dave, no, you I paid didn't. for it. I did. Well, no, I rented it from Redbox and, and nothing else. Physical you're media. You're the I'm one. Disgusting. I always wanted to meet those somebody things. Are only like a dollar a day. No, I know. Uh, I just don't know. There's like there were tons of them where I worked oh. in San Mateo. I've never seen one. Oh, the there's like there's there's one that's walking distance. Oh, yeah, Safeway. There's one at Safeway. Yeah, and mm. Lucky, and uh, mm. eh, now I'm just saying places that are yeah, drop West the Coast. Names. Uh, supermarket chains. Well, everybody. yeah, you, it's, it's Albertsons. It's not yeah. Lucky. There's an Albertsons here. Really? Yeah, there's one Albertsons in San Francisco. When I, well, there was when I moved here, like right mm-hmm. outside, right next to the Panhandle of Golden Gate Park. Well, yeah, there, that's Lucky. Yeah. Oh, is it Lucky now? Yeah. They've changed uh, to Lucky's, at least in this area. Yeah. Okay. Look, this is pointless. Guys, they sell best food mayonnaise instead of Hellman's. It's so it's weird. weird. <laughs> That it, it doesn't make any sense of like bring home the best foods and bring home the best. That's lame, yeah. man. It's redundant. Redundant. Hellman's <laughs> bring home Hellman's bring home the best. Yeah. I say this. I say this is somebody who's disgusted by mayonnaise. <laughs> but uh, when we come back, we're gonna have a superhero spotlight. Ooh. We're gonna answer your questions of the week, and we're gonna have a fun little question of the week. That's a new one on the other side of this whole break. Howdy do, folks, and welcome to the break for this episode of Cape Crisis number 109 on the Laser Time Podcast Network. We really appreciate all your listening uh, that you do with your ears. And if you'd like to help us out in ways other than just your attention, which, hey, I love that you pay attention. Please keep doing that, guys. But if you want to do other things, go to lasertimepodcast.com and help us out. How? Go to the PayPal button. You can click on that PayPal button. Just give us a little donation. Uh, You know, just a little something that really helps grease the wheels of this machine. Or you can buy a t-shirt from the t-shirt store. That really helps us out, too. Cool t-shirts on there, guys. Really cool ones. So many cool t-shirts. And you can buy something off Amazon if you'd rather, like, pay nothing extra. Like, like you want to buy stuff on Amazon. 
buy it through these links. You don't have to buy the thing we suggest. Buy anything you buy through that link. A little bit of money comes our way, and at no extra cost to you guys. That's what I'm telling you. Isn't that crazy? You, why are you buying anything off Amazon? Not through us. If you bought a fucking PS4 recently and you didn't do it through Laser Time, you you hurt us, and we. It's hard to forgive you. Anyway, also if you're an iTunes listener, uh, please subscribe. Please give a review. Those are always appreciated. Really do appreciate that. And lastly, it's time for the Hanks Corner Pick of the Week. This uh, week's a pick, uh, uh, you know what, I had straight, uh, you know what, I had Murder Me Dead last week, and I'm going to go with another uh, David Lapham masterpiece, a misunderstood masterpiece, and one that's actually kind of bad, but I still love it in the end. It's called Young Liars. It uh, was a book he did for Vertigo, 18 issues long sort of about punk rock music sort of about posers who say they like punk rock music sort of about mental illness sort of about mars and uh the and david bowie it's all these things all in one it doesn't make much sense but gosh do i love it so check it out the young liars for all three volumes full storyline you can find a links to pick those up off of Amazon on the episode page for this week's episode 109 on lasertimepodcast.com. All right, and now back to the rest of the show. For the second segment of Cape Crisis, episode one hundred and nine. Sweet, Dave's phone is is yelling. Uh, did, did, I want to make sure. Did everybody actually see the show last week? Holy shit! I downloaded it from my own iTunes, but on my phone it did download a lot the previous week's. Episode. It did. Yeah, I I don't know why. It, was it labeled it, as this week's? Yeah, but it was. It was when? the file was different last week when I downloaded it work off the Wi-Fi there, like. I don't get it, but this is neither here nor there. We got, like, no comments last week, and that episode might not have been heard. Yeah, guys, let me tell you, I love to see comments. Please, comment more. You know, Brett says it, and I say it too, guys. I want to see comments. It makes me feel like uh, life's worth living, man. (laughs) It it is very easy to post the wrong episode. Why not? When you're dealing with the guts of a... Well, I did. I was checking every MP3. I was checking every file name. I double-checked it. There was one that was wrong. It doesn't matter. It still shouldn't have... It shouldn't have done that. And I fixed it. So it shouldn't have done that. And Mm. I just... Did anybody hear a actual 108? That's what I'm curious about. If not, you got a bonus app. Hopefully they can hear this episode and tell us what... All right. But anyway, it's time for the Superhero Spotlight. Select your hero. So, guys, I don't know if you heard, but there's a new television development in DC who is apparently trying to make a TV show That's of everything. Crazy. This one really doesn't make sense because it is a spinoff of a character that mm-hmm. it can't spin off from. It is Supergirl. For is, CBS. For CBS. Sweet a Supergirl pilot. So, 
I figured, hey, why not talk about old Supergirl? Oh, man, I totally actually I forgot her full name. A.K.A. Kara Zorel. Kara Zorel. What's her mm-hmm. Earth name? Uh, she goes by Linda Lang. Linda Lang. Mm-hmm. Huh. Helen Slater. LL. Helen Slater. That's the mm-hmm. one. Oh, she, that was her name in the shitty movie? Yeah. she. Well, no, <laughs> the, the actress, the shitty actress who played her in the movie. Uh, okay, who fought an invisible monster. Indeed. That yep. movie is a fucking <laughs> beautiful train wreck. Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. We did an entire laser time about <laughs> Supergirl early on because it's know, that so much bad. fun. Um, but okay, so yeah, first appearance, first real appearance is the very famous Action Comics number 252. Oh, so that took forever. So, yeah, they, they had been... Well, uh, we talked last week how like Robin people super, yeah. said that Robin was introduced like two to three years in Batman's career. Hmm. He's been a part of the Batman universe for about as long as Batman has. Supergirl, that would put her like shit, it was nineteen fifty nine, aka twenty years into Superman's wow. history. She showed up. It it became a thing in the the Silver Age era of Superman mm-hmm. was. Um, it was about building the Kryptonian legacy and just having all this stuff of like. It wasn't just him having stupid adventures on Earth and, and, and well, not stupid, like, but it was about him building the craziness mm-hmm. of, of Krypton, and partially that was him meeting his cousin, who's mm-hmm. just like, hey, Superman, I'm your cousin, I'm just as strong as you, but I'm also a flighty teenager. <laughs> and With a short, short skirt. And technically, she's older than Superman. Like, is she, mm. she was born, all right, so the storyline behind her, if I can double check my facts here, well, first... That uh, let's see here. Yes, yeah. introduced in uh, 1959, died in Crisis on Infinite Earths. She did. Yeah, it it's a very it's a very complicated thing. But okay, so when she first appeared, she was uh, a survivor of Argo City on the planet of Krypton. So what happened Argo, was fuck yourself. This whole side city, mm-hmm. like uh, when Krypton got blown up, there was this this uh, colony of Kryptonians elsewhere, and she's the sole survivor of them, yeah. of, of Jor-El's brother, the Zor-El clan, mm-hmm. and she's the child of Zor-El. And so, but uh, she was, for some reason, sort of in suspended animation or mm-hmm. something, so she was like 16 when Superman was, before Superman was born, and then huh. she just came back. Like, that was something, I remember when Jeff Johns was writing her, in the books that like it was played off as like she says you were a baby when I last saw you like I'm I should be protecting you I'm not a child like mm-hmm. it was it was an interesting dynamic for her it had, must have had something to do with her shell of son being raised here as a baby <laughs> and that she was like uh, yeah that that she was in a lot of very silly mm-hmm. storylines certainly like she was a flighty girl who had she had character like she had. Uh, Streaky the super cat and uh, <laughs> and also a super horse. I forget the name of the suit. Bolt, lightning bolt. I'll look it up. Lightning bolt. Lightning bolt. Lightning bolt. Lightning yeah. bolt. Lightning bolt. But yeah, she was just such a silly character uh, for a lot of time. But I, I always kind of liked her. I, I preferred Comet. her. It's Comet. Comet. Mm-hmm. I, I liked her original outfit, which really was her top is just Superman's yeah. top. But for some reason, down in the, to the sleeves, long sleeves. In the seventies, but then she just had a, red, a little red miniskirt mm-hmm. on. But then in the seventies, she was given like a shirt, basically like a Star Trek shirt of like it was, it was a blue shirt with kind of a, a plunging oh, neckline. Oh, the fucking nineteen fifty sci-fi Mylar V. Yeah, mm-hmm. a plunging neckline, and then with just the 
like like a uh, a crocodile type logo, mm-hmm. Superman logo on her left breast, like like a Lacoste logo. Yeah, like a Lacoste logo, except with the Weird. Superman logo. It seemed <laughs> it seemed like she was just like ah, well, I'm Junior Superman. Like I'm I'm your backup. I just want to be me, you know. I, I don't want, mm-hmm. I don't need to be Jarell. But she, I, you know, I kind of liked her that she was at least, like, always super positive. She's like, come on, Superman, let's have fun. She appeared once in one of the animated movies, didn't she? (gasps) Uh, In a few of them, she did. But, well, first off with with Kara that, so, she kind of called back to a cornier time and also of a time of when, so she, she started a problem in Superman comics that... Superman's supposed to be the only Kryptonian, and then there were suddenly Kryptonians everywhere. Yeah. Like there, he was like, they had success of, hey, here's her his female cousin. Let's have a million different types of Kryptonian things, and it really watered down the concept. And so, Crisis on Infinite Earth is, is was a whole in 1985 a rejection mm-hmm. of all the silliness of all the Silver Age silliness that supergirl kind of embodied like she was part of that she was a connection to that and so i never i don't know i never pinned that on her she well she totally represented the beginning of like everybody's a kryptonian now and so they went like she died like Mm -hmm. she gets killed she's there's a famous the one of the famous covers of infinite crisis on infinite there's the Mm -hmm. superman wailing in tears holding her corpse and she's like she's dead and she stayed dead and there was no equivalent of her in the new universe because they were very clear of like the rule the rule was there is no that Superman is <laughs> the rule was Superman is the only Kryptonian the end only right. I may dance then, <laughs> uh, and, and then they had to get around it with some very stupid rules like so then when oh, they, that, I, have, I haven't seen that cover in a while I just googled it so then they tried to oh, it, it's very serious Chris. Oh, don't boy. laugh it's very oh, serious boy. <laughs> but uh, when so they had to bring they wanted to bring back Supergirl because people like Supergirl she's cool mm-hmm. and it just became very confused for about like 20 15 years they're like well okay let's bring back Supergirl except she can't be a Kryptonian she should be blonde but she can't be his cousin so it was like uh, one of the silliest ones that people didn't even understand like this, this is one of the stupidest things that ever happened in comics which because they couldn't make her who she is, and nobody even knew this who didn't read Christ on Infinite Earth. She is like a replicant from another universe who, if she gets hit hard enough, she turns into like a purple blob. Yeah. And what? so, did you guys read The Death of Superman when it happened? Yeah. Well, I actually read the novel. I never saw the comics. When the book in Death of Superman, Supergirl's there. And everybody's mm-hmm. like, oh, cool, Supergirl. And then she gets punched by Doomsday so hard mm-hmm. that she then turns into a purple blob. And everybody's like, what What the fuck was this? <laughs> like, And that's because and it was this whole like, very reader-unfriendly moment of just like, you should... It expected you to know, well, this may look like the Supergirl you remember, but it's actually a blob from a parallel Earth that just decided to look like a blonde oh, Superman. Oh, boy. And then they, then she also yeah. combined her body with a demon. And then there was another Supergirl from another from a possible future. Mm-hmm. And then finally in 2006, Jeff Loeb was just like, you know what, fuck this. Like... Let's just bring back his cousin. Like it's just his fucking cousin from outer space. Okay. Yeah. Why is this? Th- why is this the suspension of disbelief we can't get past? Yeah. 
So they finally broke the rule. They're like, all right, fine. She's a Kryptonian. And she has been ever since. It's, it's, back been, it's been back to the old way of, like, Kara Zor-El, the cousin of Krypton, like, who came to Earth and looked like a, a, a 19-year-old supermodel, though a 16-year-old <laughs> girl. Uh, but I I like her I like her portrayal like it, it she's she's an interesting character and it's cool to see her it's cool to see her come back at least and and now she's like the gonna be the star of her own TV show apparently that's that it does seem not that I think you have to be desperate to to go with Supergirl I just wish mm-hmm. doesn't DC own a fucking network and, they, and yeah. like and spilling out all like it is. It is commendable what Marvel's doing, like keeping a storyline all all within one universe and one cohesive vision, to, so mm-hmm. as to not be confusing and turn off people who aren't naturally comic book fans. Well, I think they, I think Marvel partially it's because that uh, this, Kevin this... Feige and all the others like they keep such a tight hold on their stuff. Like we're we control everything, but in Warner, it's like. If you can convince one guy in a different department mm-hmm. that you want to make your show, then you make your show. It just doesn't talk to that show, and this show doesn't talk to that movie. And who, you know, it, just anybody can make it. It's like, this reminds me of like well, when I was a kid. I had a, I would set uh, the VCR to record television shows via tape wow. uh, at a certain time, and I had, <laughs> I had a I had a DC tape. It was a very serious business. Like, hey, nobody fucking touch the VCR. <laughs> This week, because I have to record The Flash, Swamp Thing, uh, The Adventures of Lois and Clark, and The Adam West Batman Show. And trying to watch those shows back-to-back was, like, wildly incoherent. (laughs) Um, Like, when you consider, like, someone's reading comics, and you feel like they're all part of a cohesive universe. My DC tape was warped and stupid, even though the fidelity was excellent. Uh, Oh, so were you recording an SP? A what? SP, LP, or EP? Ooh, yeah, it's got to be SLP because otherwise, uh. otherwise, I got to buy a bunch of tapes. You know, you need them six You're hours. Not made of money. Not made of money. Well, I also I preferred EP because it would just play longer, and I could just leave yeah. it on and just be like, I don't got to change out tapes. Yeah, I, I'm more lazy than. When it came to my Simpsons tapes, though, it was SP. Yeah, yeah I get. Nah, I still did EP. I regretted doing EP because they looked bad. But did you, did you stop tape during the commercials then? Yeah, to see if you could fit in another like a fifth episode. I know. Mm. I'm kind oh, of man. feeling the regret there. Well, it was really, it was really heartbreaking when it was like, it looks like we're at the end, but I bet we could fit in twenty more minutes, one more episode, and then it, like stops in the middle of yeah. it. And we're like, mark that one for a rerun. Like, oh. get ready for the remember to remember to record the rerun when that happens. I've been obsessed with that lately. Um, had I known how much enjoyment I'd get by having commercials left yeah. in like old mm-hmm. videos that you see on YouTube, I never would have tried to edit them out. And then you think of like, I wrote that thing about Roger Rabbit, said that thing about the miraculous human being who cared enough about this character and owned a VCR and was subscribed to this channel yeah. and, and managed to tape it and encode it on YouTube. When you think of like, oh shit, you can't lose a DVR file. Mm-hmm. You just delete it. It's gone. You're you, the young generation, might be <laughs> fucked. Like you might lose something entirely. Mm-hmm. Whereas the VHS generation helped preserve us. It pre- preserve. Well, things for you got to think. There's one person somewhere taping everything. Yeah. I'd like to think so. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. There's, still there's fucking come on. There are so many crazy people out there. there. Somebody, <laughs> somebody is out there doing that. Totes, totes. But that, but just saying because at, at the time no one cared about that thing until now. And when I say crazy, I mean wonderful, wonderful, <laughs> crazy people who are that committed. Like more committed than me. Mm-hmm. I wish I had the free time and the inclination anymore. Like, 
Uh, man, that's why you live with your parents because you can still like you have that freedom, man. You don't have to worry about those things. I don't think harass people on Twitter. Appreciate us like asking for more free time when we're in the middle of a comic book podcast. <laughs> I, I think I remember once, unironically on the show, I made fun of Kevin Smith for quitting movies to do podcasts. <laughs> I was like, "Well, he's going to quit movies to do podcasts," and then like. Halfway through my sentence, I realized what I was saying, and then I tried to like pivot and be like, yeah, isn't that stupid? He just made a movie out of a podcast bit. Ah, really? Uh, yeah. That Tusk movie is ah. totally out of a bit from his show. I saw a pretty great uh, image of him which said, like, remember, Kevin Smith is really three children in a trench coat. <laughs> <laughs> it was really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say, if you, if you search the Death of Superman cover, uh, you will get the cover, and you will also get... Dozens of wonderful, wonderful Comic-Con cosplay recreations because it would seem anytime a Superman and Supergirl cosplayer meet up, mm-hmm. they are yeah. obligated to reenact <laughs> that cover. The what? The one of... Oh, the, the, the death crime of Supergirl. One. Oh, that's, it's, okay. it's hilarious, this Google image search. It's, it's, look at this shit. It's everywhere. A group ah. of people doing it. <laughs> nice. Okay, so let's get to last week's question of the week. Did everybody listening get that? My description of the Google image search? I think people did hear last week's episode just based on the surprising, like, a lot of replies. So uh, the question was, what's your best story of meeting a comic creator? Hmm. And this could even count at cons and stuff. And so, uh, Dave, do you have one? Do you ever Have you ever met a comic book person? Rob yeah. Kirkman? Really, even in your press career as nope. a colluding You've never met Rob Kirkman? No. Man. When I worked with him for, like... The entire time at two comic never cons. introduced us. Really? Yeah. Oh, wait, you weren't at Comic-Con. He didn't, he didn't never no. really like me. Been anyway. a, I mean, I've been to New York Comic-Con, but mm-hmm. yeah. I, God, it's, I if New I did meet one that was notable, I can't remember it. Robert so. Kirkman was like a, a beautiful teddy bear of a man. I will, <laughs> I will miss you, New York Comic-Con. All right, so Super Giraffe was the first replier. Mm-hmm. He says, I was at a con looking at criminal trades and decided they were a little pricey for me, cheapskate, at the time. So I turned around to leave and almost crashed into Ed Brubaker. <laughs> Luckily, he was too busy talking to someone to notice me. All my other stories are just me meekly telling people I like their work because, before getting it signed. Yeah, I do feel... I, I, I feel... How do you guys feel about you know, just meeting a creator and being like, I think you're cool. Because like, I, <laughs> I like being told that people think I'm cool, but then I also get very like... They're not so cool. There's not like, a response you can make to that other than something self-effacing, mm-hmm. and then it's hard to go for, get a conversation going from there. Yeah, if you start with that of like you're the greatest person of all time, then then what's Dan Harmon going to say? Yeah, like, love your work. Specific specific reference, maybe a question. You yeah. Can do that. Well, though, at least with that Dan, not with like, Dan Harmon, I was ready to like say, oh, I'm a fan, not of Community or Rick and Morty, though I am, but I was a fan. 10 years before that so you know I'm pretty cool <laughs> kind of maybe hire me to do trying some to work. get in bed with Dan Harmon that's how you do it <laughs> I want eh, I really would love to uh, man just to do anything for Dan Harmon I'd do it <laughs> whatever he wanted actually the person I thought of that is Paul Heyman if Paul Heyman was like quit your job right now I will mentor you you're gonna live in my basement I'm gonna take <laughs> yeah. care of you Dry, just quit your life right now. I'm like, you gotcha. will be the best Paul <laughs> Heyman Butler ever. What if he was like, you have to tweet all these pictures of girls wearing tattoos? And- yeah, I gotta say, as as a as a gay dude, like I'm not <laughs> I'm not that into the 
following Heyman for all the hustle, yeah. hustle booty yeah. temp tat, yeah. Heyman booty temp tats. That it regularly he it, it he, so the Heyman hustle is his website, which is partially like him doing like he did like PR campaigns for like the two K wrestling games. Yeah, but he also just has it's like Maxim ish. Like he just has aspiring models or like models who were almost big enough for Maxim, mm-hmm. then come to him first. So he's just like, hey, here's a bunch of nearly naked photos of women who want to be models and a Sin City by uh, Jesus Heyman. <laughs> Jealous. All right. Anyway, next one. Uh, Batman Boy. Well, I didn't personally meet them, but my sister got Matt Fraction and Aaron Jason Aaron to sign a few books for wow. me since she was going to an event out of town that I couldn't make it to. And their signatures essentially made fun of me and said she was better for actually being there. And I got a pretty good kick out of it. Plus, signed <laughs> copies of stuff like Iron Man 500 are pretty damn sweet. Wow. Let's see here. Moving. Oh, wait. Actually, I will read this one. Um... Uh, Triscuitable says, I met Mike Krahulik of Penny Arcade at PAX this year. He's kind of short and nice enough. I'm still not too thrilled by his presence on the internet. Yeah, I, did not, I did not want to make this into a statement, his thing. Uh, but anyway, hey, cool, Triscuitable. I'm glad you got to meet him. Uh, let's see here. I uh, got Cooper saying, uh, let's see, da da da. Having attended a load of conventions in the last year, I've met and worked with a ton of great creators. Just next week, I'm going to a show in Dublin, and I'm just excited to catch drinks with some writers. Uh, wait. Oh, unnamed creator passing by my table. As she walked by, she looked at me with a hint of recognition, and as I readied myself for a full conversation with her, as she was and is one of my favorite cartoonists, and we had met very briefly the previous year, it turns out she had not recognized me at all, but had seen I was wearing one of her shirts. She passed with a smile at it, and my delusions of grandeur were destroyed. <laughs> And I leave her unnamed because later I made a comic about it and just put it on Twitter and it really bumped her out with it. So, Aww. Uh, let's see. Oh, and uh, what's his, let's see here. John Wahizzle just has his picture with Stan Lee. You can read his story of Stan Lee. Uh, Stan Lee is just a prop for photographs. Yeah, when, he, yeah. when I saw that photo life. pop up on John's page, I thought that was fake. But then <laughs> I, think, I think Stan Lee travels around with that background where it looks like they're both posing for a school photograph. If you made... Twenty dollars by just sitting there, like, all right, every minute you will make twenty dollars. Sit here and Wiesel smile. Doesn't pay for photographs. I know this man. He <laughs> reviews comics for us. He, he wouldn't. You wouldn't do that. Uh, Paragon Shepherd says, "I saw Mark Marin yell at a what? He's a journalist. <laughs> I saw Mark Marin yell at a guy at a at a Starbucks in Eagle Rock. I can believe it. I <laughs> that can is believe very it. believable." <laughs> Um, let's yeah, it's just see. great. Oh, a Trashcan says a fa- my father and Evan Dorkin were roommates back in the Whoa. day. I'm 18 and worked at the same comic book store, Jan- Jim Hanley's Universe. Wow. And I remember going with my father to Evan Dorkin's when I was young and watching Mask of the Phantasm wow. on VHS with him and my father. Wow, that's a really Mask cool story. Of Phantasm with Evan Dorkin. Hey, a Trashcan, uh, tell your father I love his friend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wait, uh, new new user. Miniox Glade. This is my only experience. Is I traveled to Armageddon Expo some years back. I attended specifically to meet the artist behind Chu, Rob, uh, oh man, Gilroy and the Rooster Teeth guys. The expo was very small and most attendees were lined up to meet Griffin from RVB. Rob looked so lonely and bored, I felt guilty Aww. going up to him. Aww. So I purchased a bunch of different uh, different trades, uh, which he signed and drew an illustration. I, it didn't cost much. Each was $10 and I was to use 60 and I was used to $60 a pop. Uh, that Australian tax at work, I told uh, and I told him I got into Chew because of a new retired podcast 
Leog talked it up so much. Thanks for plugging another podcast in our forums. Well, it's retired. So. Oh, okay, good. That's fine. That's mm-hmm. fine. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Hitler me this. Batman says, my dad and I used to go to comic conventions all the time when I was a kid. We'd go to Wizard World Philly and New York Comic Con every year. Uh, when I was 12, I met Mark Miller, who was a huge fan. Who I was a huge fan of at the time. I had a stack of Ultimates and Ultimate Expense for him to sign, and he kept telling me how cool my shirt was. <laughs> I wasn't even. It wasn't even a comic shirt; just some generic graphic from Pac Sun or something. <laughs> also, we once decided not to meet Alex Ross because the line was too long. That happened to me too. Uh, only to stumble across him sitting at a completely empty table later, and he signed some stuff for us. And I met Kevin Smith three times because uh, between the ages of twelve and sixteen, I met somebody when I when I met a colleague at Comic Con this year, and we were all talking mm-hmm. about who who we got to meet. They're like, "Oh, I met Kevin Smith at this thing, or we saw Kevin Smith at this." I'm like, "Throw a fucking dead cat! You'll it'll, it'll <laughs> bounce into his bald spots. Like, come on, man! <laughs> I'm just uh, saying, I'm Kevin tired Smith of him. Hatred. I'm just this is coming from. He's done so yeah. much good. In- I know he's, he's he's made the world a better place he's for done, comic nerds he's and done independent more filmmakers. Than me. He's done more than I ever will for the world of geeks. Like it's, you know what he did. I, think, I it's out I of jealousy. He, he I'm made, jealous. He made it look really easy, but yeah, because uh, he, he, he's. I think he inspired a lot of people in bad fat, ways. He makes fat stoner jokes, and it doesn't mean like he, it, it <laughs> yeah. makes it like he didn't hustle. And he well, did. and that also, but also like he's so good. I think he's so good at writing him talking. He's yes. like, well, I'm just gonna. It's I'm a really smart guy, and I'll just talk. And just say things. There, I was clever. I'm a great I, I talker, just... <laughs> and I'm a maroon on a keyboard. Mm-hmm. But he can just dictate his words mm-hmm. so well. Though it's also weird when, like, Selma Hayek is just talking mm-hmm. like Kevin Smith. I'm like, you, you only <laughs> write in one voice, and it's you arguing with yourself. But it's funny. Like, it works great when it's Dante and Randall, which is just two sides of Kevin Smith arguing with himself. <laughs> but when it's, which also, if Kevin Smith had played the Randall part. And Dante looked exactly the same as he did. In, like, if he still looked the same as he did in the movie, then it really is just, like, the same yeah. guy yelling at himself. Like, I totally looked like They needed Jeff Anderson for that part, man. You know what your problem? Right they did. <laughs> you know what your problem is, Ellen Rickman? <laughs> you uh, fucking seraphim. Every time. I think Alan Rickman, at least, he's, he's so good that he's just like, yeah, I'm going to say this slightly differently. Like, <laughs> I, I'm going to direct myself. Is that cool? And then, of course, Kevin Smith is going to say, hell yeah, that's cool. Do whatever you want, Alan Rickman. I'm just glad you showed up. <laughs> all right, that's all the questions this week. But to get a speedy question of the week out of the way, so do you guys recall in the old uh, Marvel comic books, mm-hmm. they had nicknames like Jazzy John Ramita mm-hmm. and uh, Swingin' Joe Sonat. Uh, like, so... If you were to give yourself that nickname, oh. what would it be? Uh, Chris the Male Booty Antista. Mm-hmm. That's no? not a that's Pretty not wrong. a verb. Okay. It's a it's jazzy genre. Me, it's a descriptive. Usually ends with a Y or an ing, like swinging, jazzy, cunt punching. Sm- mm-hmm. right. okay. no. You really want that to be it? No, I don't. Okay, but I would like to see a Photoshop of it. Henry, <laughs> Hank, Hammer uh, Hank. Hank. No, yeah, okay, Hammer and Hank Gilbert. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Take it up with Hank Aaron. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're right. Okay, hustling Hank. Hustling Hank Aaron. Mm-hmm. Every day he'd be hustling. Uh, I'd be dastardly Dave Rudden, mm-hmm. and I draw like a wiener on a, on a page somewhere, and they'd once they found it, you'd be like, "There's that dastardly." It should, Dave it should be Rudden. your mustache. <laughs> Just be a clever, cleverly hidden wiener. And Chris, are you sticking with the one you said? Or oh, you know? uh, co- uh, 
cocksmith. No. You go straight to the There's not the many cool genitals C words. every time. I just think C word, C word, and all the bad ones pop in. <laughs> I don't think that's on you, but yeah. it is. Uh... Well, it's because of C word. Mm-hmm. C word, C word. The C word. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to. <laughs> What's a line have... from Arrested Development? Yeah, the dusty old claptrap? <laughs> that was a different one. I'm not going back to that musty old claptrap. <laughs> and that, but also the like, let's not talk. Let's not talk about it in front of the c word. Like I'll stay. I'll leave yes. when I'm good and ready. <laughs> that is a very subtle joke. I missed out on maybe the first and second time I saw it. Well, though you totally I'll got like you selfish country <laughs> music. Yeah, oh, so good. Great. What about country Chris Antista? Country Chris Antista. You can take the boy to Florida. <laughs> Can't take Florida out the boy. Florida Georgia line. Yeah, Florida Georgia line. I sing this song for America. You can hear our thoughts, and I know you want to, yeah. on Florida Georgia line, the latest cheap mm, podcast. Yep. And that's by. how we get into the plug section without even Try. saying it. We tricked you so you won't skip it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, cheap podcast. Yeah, yeah. We just talked about United Champions and mm-hmm. smart wrestlers. Mm-hmm. In honor of back to school, yeah. smarty pants wrestling. I'm I'm upset that you brought up uh, the oh, Harvard okay. wrestler, mm-hmm. and I didn't have that YouTube clip of uh, Harvard on The Simpsons. Ah. Like a, <laughs> you sir have the boorish manners of a Yaley. <laughs> Over time. <laughs> I, I have a plug because it's it was a real. I thought it was a really good episode this week. Um, it's it, it's called "What's Your Favorite Future," and we tried to like take a serious look at all of the uh, futuristic depictions in movies. Mm. And not only that, like throughout the entire thing, I tried to gather as many hard dates for the futuristic settings of movies. For instance, the first segment all starts out with movies set in the future who set a date. And we are now past that. <laughs> Futuristic movies that are set in the past. But still. Escape from New York? But, um, Escape from New York, for sure. Okay. I think we opened up with that one. Uh, but it's just, I love that every version of I Am Legend, all three, are set mm-hmm. in the past. That's great. Huh. And, yes. Wow. And uh, Vigigame Apocalypse? Vigigame Apocalypse. That should be a lot of fun, people. Way more so than last week where I fucked it up. And uh, also VG Empire, mm-hmm. the video game music podcast by one Brett Elston. We miss you on this show, Brett. I look forward to hearing his tales from Japan. Me too. And Read uh, all that magna. <laughs> <laughs> it's pronounced uh, manga. <laughs> uh, but until no, it's Japanimation, it's Japanimation, as Carolyn wants to put it. Uh, but until all right, so that's it for this week. And until next time, go Rugamash. X-L-C-O-R. <laughs>